This episode of HBR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. I'm a PhD student in the Robotics Institute at Carnegie Mellon University, and uh, I have a couple of different things that I work on. Uh, These range from projects over in Uganda and Haiti, uh, also centered around air quality, to actually working on these sensors and also working on different sensors, or different, uh, basically, algorithms to take very large amounts of data and process that efficiently. Okay, so what's the name of this uh, device? Uh, This device is called the SPEC. SPEC. Yes, uh, basically we're trying to get at the idea of um, sort of small, low-cost devices that we can scatter around, kind of like you would scatter dust almost, and um, it sort of breaks the the typical way of sensing as like having air quality that's only measured in like one or two places around a city uh, to being able to basically put one in every home. So you're sort of crowdsourcing air quality. Right, right. Um, so, okay, I'm going to describe it since it's on the radio and people don't know what I'm looking at. It's a small black box with a little screen, and I guess it's color coding the different uh, air quality. So what are the different color codes that you get on this thing? Well, right now, um, this is sort of a prototype, so okay. we have a scale of values that aren't uh, aren't yet correlated to a specific reading. But okay. basically, we've taken readings in a few different places, and... Uh, what we have here is the colors basically indicate whether or not there's a high concentration of particulate matter or a low concentration of particulate matter. It doesn't necessarily tell you whether or not the uh, the air is safe to breathe, but uh, particulate matter is a really good measure for basically figuring out whether or not other harmful things might be present. See that there's, I mean, like if you look at it at the right angle, there's like a graph or something on the front that it's taking. Like, what's what's all that data, and where does that data go? I'm assuming it could pipe out to your computer and report. Right. It so the um, the graph on the front of the screen is basically the past hour of data. Okay. Uh, what this will let you do is basically see the the recent trends in air quality. Uh, one hour of data is kind of helpful to look at right away because it can tell you, for example, if you cooked dinner. Um, did that significantly increase the uh, amount of particulates. Now, it does store all of that data internally, and uh, when you plug it into your computer via USB cable, uh, we have an uploader uh, that uploads that to um, basically a central database so that you you can review all of the data that you've collected in your home over time. So um, what's, you said earlier when we were talking that it, it's pretty much all custom hardware. Like what, what are some of the things that go into making something like that? So the, uh, the core of the unit is a, a small, inexpensive dust sensor. The dust sensor itself costs about $2, and typically you find them in, uh, in air purifiers and things like that, uh, basically so that they just switch on when the, uh, the air quality gets really bad. 
Now, what we're actually using uh, is a custom microcontroller to take that sensor data, uh, right, to take, to take basically an ARM chip and an algorithm that we're in the process of developing and take the fairly low-resolution data that we're getting out of that and basically use a combination of statistics and machine learning to estimate the data with a higher fidelity that we can get straight out of the sensor. Okay. So the whole thing is running some kind of embedded system, like an embedded BSD or Linux or something? I mean, like, is that what you guys program, or, or like, where does uh, the brain of this thing live? I mean, the, the brain of the thing is embedded. It's all inside. Uh, but right now, it's just basically running some low-level C code. Oh, uh, wow. It doesn't really need anything fancier than that. Okay. Wow. The whole thing is fairly low power, which helps to basically contribute to the low cost of the device. Is it actually powered by USB right now? Is that uh, that's correct. It's just powered by a standard USB cable. Okay. So the end goal, I guess, is to get a device like this into a lot of people's homes so that you can get an idea of the air quality. What? To what end? Like, what's, Why do people need to know that? Or like, is it just for informational purposes, or is it can it contribute to something larger where maybe you monitor an area? And well, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why people uh, might or ought to care about air quality. Uh, these range from, say, wondering why your child has asthma attacks and trying to pinpoint the causes of that, to say, wondering if the uh, the power plant or the uh, the you know drilling site down the street is basically like blowing particles into your home when the wind blows the right way. Gotcha. Um, the trick about air quality is that you know, air is clear unless it's like really bad and there's like smoke. But for the most right. part, you don't really have a good way of intuitively knowing what the air quality is. Yeah. Right now, the sensors that are available are all really expensive. And the ones that basically have publicly available data, more often than not, these are on the tops of buildings and such. Right. So it's yeah. actually above all of the air that people are actually breathing. Um, and because air quality is sort of naturally continuous, what we really need is a lot of monitors, not just a few. We need a lot spread out so that we can actually start to see sort of the, the dynamics of the air quality uh, in a specific area. Where could people find out more information about this? Do you have a website or anything like that? The best place to go right now is cmucreatelab.org. Okay. Uh, that's the website for the Create Lab, uh, which stands for Community Robotics Education and Technology Empowerment. Uh, and that site will have information about uh, the spec, which is the air quality monitor, as well as a bunch of our other projects as well. So. Cool. Is it like open source? Can people start hacking on your code if they want to help? So our, our lab is sort of unique in that we have a policy that anything that we work on is open source. Nice. Our philosophy right now is that, that we basically want to get this stuff out there uh, so that it helps people. Yeah. And if there's someone else that can come along and help us improve on that, uh, that's all the better. We totally welcome that. Very cool. What's your name again? Uh, my name is Mike Taylor. Cool. Thanks a lot for talking to me. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.